Hello beautiful people, welcome back to the Clutchdown podcast, I know it's been a little while and I've actually got a new person who's involved in the uh, the following future of the Clutchdown podcast, uh, everyone say hello to Gavin. Shall I say hello back? <laughs> as, as, you can see, as you can see we're off to a fantastic start, this is, a, this is our first recording with each other so it's slightly different but yeah after... I, I very much enjoyed doing the episodes before and I, you know, I, a lot of people enjoyed listening to it too, but I kind of found that doing it on my own, I didn't get that same level of like bouncing off of somebody and chatting and making it a bit more kind of listenable when you're bouncing ideas and conversations and stuff with someone. So I got my good friend Gavin here to be what, that what, dude. Yeah, what you needed was someone of intelligence, uh, integrity, uh, with a vast knowledge of the NFL. And I couldn't, couldn't find, find them. <laughs> so, so, so you went, you went to the guy that you shoot NFL with. Yeah, yeah, basically. So that, so that, so, as, a, as a prefix, yeah. that's how me and Gavin know each other. Is we both shoot for the NFL when the games are over in London. Uh, we met last year doing that, and then we decided. Our to eyes, go did our eyes meet across a across a crowded stadium? They did. Uh, our eyes met across a crowded stadium, right between a between a play. A play was happening. Between a play. Between a play. It was it, then, it was a magical it was it was a magical moment. Yeah, balls like, I will say that. balls were in end zones. Balls were in end zones, and then we <laughs> shot the game. Wow. Hey. <laughs> hey. So. The uh, the Devonte Adams situation, which has been quite a hot topic at the moment, and I think we're probably two good authorities to chat about it on. So basically, for context for anyone who hasn't known about this, so after the Raiders lost to the Chiefs thirty to twenty nine on Monday, as Devonte Adams was going off the field into the locker room, a cameraman, a guy who's apparently a freelancer for ESPN, uh, came sort of out of nowhere. And ran right in front of Devonte Adams, and Devonte Adams pushed him and pushed the guy over. There's obviously an issue with this, um, and afterwards Adams came out and apologized. I said, "Look, it was a thing of frustration, and and you know I was frustrated after the game, and I apologized to the guy that I that I pushed." But the guy filed charges, and then filed a police report and then Adams has since been charged by the police in Kansas City for misdemeanor assault. But being two people who who have shot for the NFL and shot for the NFL a few times, you know, I've been around security and all that. I think we've kind of got a a good level of opinion on this. So what what was your kind of thought on what happened, Gavin? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I didn't see it live uh, because obviously it was quite late. It was the first thing I heard about it was you telling me about it. So yeah. obviously I went online uh, to have a little look. And my first impression was it was an excessive push. But understood why, and also the photographer takes a lot of blame, I think, because you and I know full well that when they're coming off the pitch, especially at the end of the game, you just don't get in their way. You you know you you have you have that knowledge in your you, you know you just know not to be in their way, and you know they've got they've got there's the context of the situation. He's frustrated. Um, you know, game's finished not as he wanted. Um, 
the adrenaline's rushing through. Plus, you've got a helmet on, so you've got like narrow vision, and this guy pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, you watch it when you watch it back. You can see he literally just jump. He appears out of nowhere, doesn't he? Right yeah. in front of him, and it's just instinctive. It's just an instinctive. Like he could have been anyone. He didn't know at that very moment that he was a photographer. He could have been anyone. So, the photographer takes a lot of blame. I question how security are letting that happen. Um, but yeah, that, that my initial reaction was yes, it was an excessive push. But I mean, press charges and stuff like that's ridiculous, quite frankly. Um, but that was my take on it. I think that's the thing, though. I think it's the context of the situation. As we said, like, you know, security there, like, uh, even at the weekend, so me and Gavin were shooting the Packers versus Giants game at the weekend um, over at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And even then, like, security are so on it. Like, pre-game, we were shooting some stuff over by the Giants Tunnel, and one of the security people was getting annoyed with us. So we were nowhere near even in the way of anything that was happening. And so kind of when I saw the push myself, and I'm sure you were the same, Gavin, it was kind of like, well, how did security even let someone get that close to a player? Because usually if you're even within, you know, six feet of that tunnel, someone's telling you to get out the way. And usually, you know, if you're polite polite about it, say, oh, no, I'm just going to grab this shot and move back and all that and work with them. They're fine. And they just go, yeah, yeah, no worries. And they understand because obviously they're there to do a job. But it's incredibly unprofessional, and especially, you know, on that stage in a Monday night football when you've got someone doing that. And it's not just that. It's the fact that I, I don't actually know what equipment he was running across with. It looked like sort of a C-stand with something on top of it. It didn't look like an actual camera. But you're also running past a guy with quite a big piece of equipment. So, you know, if you if you look at it from, like, Devontae Adams' point of view, you've got a guy who's come out of nowhere, is running past you in a space where they should not be running past you in a space, and is holding a massive piece of equipment. And especially off of the back of, obviously, in the, the Rams game last week, where you had the fan go on the field and then got completely laid out by Bobby Wagner. In that split second, when you've got some dude running in front of you, uh, I think that guy tried to press charges as well, and it's just like, come on, man, like... Play yeah. stupid games, win stupid prizes. But like in this yeah, situation, exactly. Adams in that split second, although he was frustrated, you never know if he's thinking, "Oh, this is a fan who's run in front of me." Oh, this is someone trying to attack me with a weapon. Like as you say, especially if he's wearing a helmet and can't, you know, his vision isn't brilliant in it. And if he's thinking on the game and obviously the hard loss and all that, and someone sprints in front of him, it's just reactionary. And yeah. I just think it's a, a bit ridiculous. I think the whole process is a bit ridiculous with with um, I, I the think, I think it's. I think I think I think it's kind of you know, dare I say a bit indicative of the world we live in that that this guy feels like he could just instantly press charges. The reality is he was pushed over. You, you know, you 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 play sport, you get pushed over like like that. You know, he wasn't he wasn't punched. It wasn't like ultra ab- abusive, was it? it? It was. You got in someone's way. He shoved you out of the way. That's it. The reality is, in my opinion, it's a situation where someone is, I think, taking advantage of it almost for the for the for maybe for the money. Maybe yeah, who like knows? A smear campaign, fame. isn't it? Basically, it's it, like it, oh, it just, yeah. It, yeah, it feels like a situation where yeah, okay, look, okay. Let's look at this way. If that was me, I'd have been. I'd have been like, whoa, that was quite excessive. But equally, I shouldn't have been there. That's, That's that what I mean. My mindset would have been exactly that. Whoa, that was like, all right, dude. But equally, yeah, I shouldn't have been there. And then yeah. I'd be like, ah, sorry, sorry, actually. Yeah, because, know, but the, the, but the thing is, because yeah. I've been doing this, I've been, I've been doing this for seven years now. Now, not, you know, obviously only the UK game, so two, three, four games a year. 
I've never had that situation before. I've, I've turned around and like run into someone, like not say run, turned and like, you know, when you turn, you know, you know it's like you're photographing something, you turn yeah. to grab a shot in a different direction. And I've literally like face planted, like kind of like, like Ben Stiller and along came Polly, just like, <laughs> like against someone who's like seven foot tall. I've had that. Now I instantly go, oh, sorry, the guy is like swatting a fly. It's like just, yeah, whatever. But it is, it is funny. And it was sort of like one of those situations, like I remember at the end of the Giants game on Sunday, you had me, you, and about eight other photographers and people shooting, like camera operators and that, all getting the shots of the players, the Giants players running off the field. And I remember looking back at like the footage afterwards, me, you, and a bunch of other people all got pretty much the exact same shot of Saquon Barkley running off the field with the ball in his hand into the tunnel. Were there any of us standing in the tunnel? No. Were any of us in the way? No. Was security doing their job? Yes. So it's like, it's such an avoidable thing. And like you said, I'm completely in agreement. If I got, was in that situation and on TV had been pushed over by one of the players by being in a place that I shouldn't have been, I'd feel like such an idiot. And afterwards I'd be out there going, look, you know, it's one of those things that happens, you know, I shouldn't have been there and all that. Like if one of the players had apologized and said, I shouldn't have done that. I've just gone, yeah, no, totally fine. Like, I understand. I shouldn't have been there. Like, just leave it how it is. And then just make it into almost like a funny story. So you remember that clip of that that guy who got completely laid out by the Vikings who were yeah, running Vikings. out, the sound guy. Yeah. And then like they yeah. got to the shot of him afterwards. And in the shot of him afterwards, like he was laughing and he was all good and all that. And it's like, yeah. you know what? Well, that's pretty much the same thing. Like, is he going to turn around and press charges because a dude who's six foot eight and weighs 400 pounds has just run into him? Like, yeah, te- yeah. technically, well, you, technically it's the same know, thing, but obviously you know, the, it's the, not. The sound guy reminded me of what, what happened to me last week. Luckily... I didn't get hit by anyone. When the yeah, when the Saint when the Saints run out last week, I, I looked at a couple of photographers and I was like, I'm gonna stand there. The light was nice, I thought I'm gonna stand right direct, shoot like a um, uh, 135mm lens, get them all running towards me. And then after the cheerleaders all run out, and then the two photographers either followed me kind of part, and I'm literally standing in the middle now, and the players come running towards me, and I'm like, Okay, yeah, I should have moved about five seconds ago. But you see, all I did in that situation was just stand still. It took about three or four seconds of a bunch of essentially what looked like rhinos running towards you. They run yeah. past me, no drama. I get out of the way before the main players come out. And that was that. But I, in my head, I had that sound guy. I was like, don't be the sound guy. Don't Never be the, be the viral sound video. Guy. Don't be the viral. That's <laughs> the If anyone was watching the, uh, the coverage of that Saints versus Vikings game, if you do watch the uh, Saints run out and you see a, a guy with a backwards cap on trying to sort of slowly shuffle his way out of the Saints, uh, Saints team as yeah. they were running out, that was Gavin. So there you go. Yeah. You can you can find right. him a little claim to fame. Am I, am I, I haven't found is that clip online, is it? Uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't gone viral yet, but I've been trying my uh... best to make it go viral part of the issue is obviously it happened at a monday night football game and between monday and thursday in the nfl when there's no games there's not really a lot that that happens so it's become quite a big story because of that so it might be a case of after this week and it's kind of just forgotten about because obviously you know you've got like kansas city versus the bills this weekend and like big marquee matchups and i feel like they're going to be dominating the headlines more than this situation but I mean, speaking. Let's, let, let's hope so. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, speaking of you know good football games in terms of Kansas City versus um, versus Buffalo, I've had a couple of really really not good Thursday night football games to kind of kick off the whole Amazon Prime thing. So last week you had a field goal 
fest which involved actually a lot of the Denver Broncos fans leaving even before overtime started so it was uh the Broncos versus the Colts it was 9-9 and it went to overtime and the Colts won in the field goal absolute stormer of a game and then this week <laughs> this week you have the Chicago Bears versus the Washington Commanders again another game where at the end of the first half it was it was 3-0 Three nil, just you know, yeah, fantastic stuff out there. Um, yeah, it's just, it's you know, you know, when, when you when you look right, when you look at a score sheet and, and, and you just see threes and zeros, it's just it's it's quite depressing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think, oh my god, imagine going to that game and just like, oh, I was like, you know, especially, yeah. like, especially from Denver's point of view, where all the excitement. Like all the excitement about getting Russell Wilson, just, just, just slightly evaporating. Well, that's what yeah, that's what makes you think. Is it's like with these games. So that first matchup, you've got Matt Ryan getting to the tail end of his career versus Russell Wilson, who supposedly is supposed to be kind of in his prime. And then you go into the game yesterday where you've got Justin Fields versus Carson Wentz. Like, is this going to be? Is the issue just the kind of? starting quarterbacks that we've got in the nfl at the moment you've obviously got your top guys in terms of your rogers and your brady's and your mahomes and your and obviously yeah obviously cooper rush because you're not a cowboys <laughs> fan and you're just you're just a real fan of the Ooh. football he's playing at the moment i'm, I'm, a, pure, I'm a purist of, of the arts of, i see of a pocket quarterback very yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you've you've I've seen a, some of, a, of your a, time of a, of a ginger bearded pocket quarterback that's what I'm about. Yeah. So Andy Dalton, he was also on the Cowboys. <laughs> Andy Dalton, he, he was on the Cal- That's that's it. Yeah, I, I will only watch a game with a ginger quarterback. That's Jay, the, yeah. Can, can, next week, can we simply do a whole podcast where we talk about Jason Garrett, Andy Dalton, and Cooper Rush? To be just fair, the whole episode. To be fair, I think I could. There's got to be, you know, the NFL breakdown stats like anything. There's got to be some kind of stats online about you know the success of no. ginger players that's how committed i am to the show i know i haven't done an episode since july but i will go and find that out for you that's the, bring 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 in the questions section back because that's that one that someone should have asked you very true who's the most Who's the most successful ginger quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> well, I mean, at the moment, it is Cooper Rush, ain't it? Christ, he's yeah. you know, undefeated as a starter. Like, Defeated. impressive I mean, stuff. I know we, we were, we were going we to talk about Thursday night football, but Cooper Rush. No. <laughs> I mean, fair play. Fair play. Of, of all the stuff, you give Dak this massive contract and that. He comes out, first game of the season, gets injured. They get dominated by the Bucks. You get yeah. Cooper, Cooper Money Rush. Come in, come Money in at QB and go on an absolute tear. Nothing to do with that incredible Cowboys defense. It's all Cooper. No, Rush. I mean, are we are we talking about Thursday or are we going to start talking about Cooper Rush? Oh, because I'm happy, oh. I'm happy to talk about Cooper Rush all day. I, th- I think I think I can find a suave way to link this back. So let's chat. Let's chat about Cooper. Twenty eight years old. Twenty eight years old. One point nine one meters high. I'm not googling this, by the way. No, no, I this, know is, this. this is off the dome this straight uh you know like uh look at those completion percentages I mean, honestly what more do you want 107.5 rating versus the commanders like that, you know, that's like, it, it, it does bring up an argument of you know 
starting quarterbacks. You remember when Peyton Manning played and won Super Bowl Fifty? Like he, I, he joked about it at the ESPYS a couple of years later of having like Von Miller in the defense carry him. But it's yeah. a, it's it's a point of sometimes like as much as we care about fantasy football and you know quarterback stats and oh Mahomes just threw the most amount of touchdowns in September for any player ever. Sometimes you just need a guy who can clutch it and win those games. Like what was it in? So in the I'm pretty sure I read a stat the other day, but in I think his first three wins of this season, he had a fourth quarter drive in all three of those games to win the game. And it's like as much as that maybe not showing up on the stat sheet, and as much as you don't see you know MVP numbers jumping off, isn't that just what you want from a quarterback, a dude who's going to clutch it, even if he's not like throwing eight touchdowns a game? All he's got to do, right? All I mean, um, and this isn't asking much, right? All he's got to do is keep doing exactly what he's doing, and the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. easy, isn't it? Just keep, just keep doing what you're doing, right? Okay, so just, just, just quickly, I brought up, I brought up Jamaris Winston's, right? Yeah, stats: five interceptions already this year. You know his interceptions throughout his, like throughout his his career. Who would you rather have right now, Winston or Rush? You know what? I'd I'd I'd, I'd say Rush. I think just purely because exactly. of the clutch because aspect. Basically, basically, you just say, just hand the ball off, Mister Rush. Just just keep handing it off. And 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 we are now. I think it wouldn't be an over. You know, it would be a massive overstatement to say we're the best team in the NFL. So we're not. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin, this isn't a fantasy podcast. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't want to ruin your podcast straight away. Yeah, it is. This anyway, has become, yeah, yeah, anyway. become the Reese and Cowboys podcast. <laughs> I have to apologize. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he's, you know, but, but, but being serious, before we take it back to Thursday, he has done very well. He has. And, he uh, has. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not I, like I, it... actually. Go on. Could could we take it back? Could we take it back to Thursdays by bringing it back to the, the ginger quarterback? Yeah. Backed up. Right, didn't Jason Garrett come on and on? Was it a Thursday night game or was it a Monday night game where he made his big impact? His big impacts. What do you, what do you mean? I hear the sound of typing well, in the background. I presume that's because you're looking. I'm up. typing. I, I, I'm trying to find Jason. So Jason Garrett basically he he played one big game, and I'm sure it was a Thursday night game. I'm sure it's a. I'm sure it's a Thursday night game. As a player. As a player for the Cowboys, he right. had he had he had his one big. It was yeah, that's it. It was a Thanksgiving game, nineteen ninety four. Jason Garrett came in a Thursday night game, and the rest is history for ginger bearded quarterbacks. And funny you should say that. So Thursdays success, ginger quarterbacks. What's the Thursday game next week? Cardinals versus Saints. Andy Dalton in there. Are we gonna no. we're gonna have a monster, a monster ginger headed game next Thursday? Is that tell, is that gonna, what's gonna what. happen? I tell you what, I tell you what, what what a beautiful way to link it right back. And what I mean is, you know, if people are looking for a reason to watch Thursday night football at the moment, because I know that Al Michaels is has been doing his best on commentary to get people to back and watch it. Maybe you just need to follow the narrative of the ginger player. 
Maybe that's it. Maybe that's all you need in your life. It's so, that that is the narrative you have to follow. I don't know what the the games are afterwards, but I'm sure there's got to be some ginger players in the future. Future <laughs> thirsty over <laughs> <open> games. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh but, but I mean, look, if Andy Dalton wins next Thursday, right? Every single quarterback going forward is going to dye their hair deep red, red, go straight with red. No, but it's an interesting point of, you know, maybe it's the just the the starting level of quarterback play in this league is it just not as high at the moment i mean there, there's a, there's an argument for for the o-lions and all that i feel like actually to be honest that's probably more of an argument when you look at the the last four teams broncos o-line has been terrible this season i feel like russell wilson although now he's a bit older and he used to have those legs and be able to like extend plays in that i just don't feel like he has that same level so not having a strong o-line isn't the same as when he didn't have a strong o-line in seattle then you've got the Colts. I, re- I read a stat the other day, which was to- talking about... So Matt Ryan has been sacked more through five weeks of the season, or four weeks of the... Well, five weeks now. For more, more through five weeks of the season than Philip Rivers was sacked through his entire season with the Colts. Like, that just shows... Like, the thing is, you can't, you can't put up good quarterback numbers and you can't put up great numbers and have a great game plan if your quarterback's just getting sacked every time he tries to drop back for to pass the ball. And the same yesterday. Like, there was a lot of memes and jokes coming out from Justin Fields after the game. Not him himself, but about him in the game. Because he's just getting clobbered every single time he tries to do anything and there's just no line there and the same with the commanders there's no line for Wentz like I know Ron Rivera came out the other week and said that quarterback is the issue of why the commanders aren't up to scratch at the moment but Wentz hasn't actually been playing that bad it's just he can't do a lot when constantly he's got pressure in his face and he can't get it to his receivers he's got some good receivers he's got some good running backs there's a good situation over there the defense is good but when you're constantly getting sacked and constantly have that pressure in your face there's not really a lot you can do so i think going into next week when you've got the cardinals versus the saints hopefully this is going to be a bit of a, a resurgence well not a resurgence because as you like football for amazon hasn't been around before this season um but hopefully that's so, going to be a bit of a a, a a booster for the Thursday night games because the Saints Island has been doing doing pretty well. And then you've got Kyler Murray with a decent Cardinals O-line, but also he can extend plays. You could have a bunch of yeah. children on O-line for the Cardinals <laughs> and then Kyler Murray would still be able to run out of the pocket and make some kind of play. Okay, okay, right. But just, sorry, just, just for him, right? So Kyler Murray, renowned for, for basically making things happen when perhaps you shouldn't. Hasn't that kind of been Russell Wilson's kind of like USP for years? That's a so good what, point. what's happening there? Like I thought like when Denver when Denver brought him in, they didn't just bring someone who's gonna just sit in the pocket. You know, they, Russell Wilson is renowned for extending the play. So what's happening? I th- I think I think a head coach has a lot to do with that. I think the thing is you go into a new season and everyone looks at the big moves and the the roster moves and what happens like you go into this season you look at the broncos and you go right amazing defense last year you've got a new fantastic running back in javante williams who plays like a sort of new age alvin Kamara, and then you've got to bring russell wilson into this situation it's like yeah on paper they're a super bowl team but you've got a new coach in nathaniel hackett who's coming in in his first season as a head coach and that doesn't always think, mean things are going to meld together. Like, look at the Raiders last year, for instance. Obviously, John Gruden uh, resigned or was fired or whatever happened in that situation. And then Rich Passaccia, special teams coordinator, 
builds some kind of fantastic team vibe within there and takes the Raiders to their first playoff playoff in what since 2016 and then before that it was 2002 I think and it's like there's no way looking at that and especially with the way the Raiders were winning games and the fact that they barely had any uh, they were just kind of throwing to Hunter Renfro and that was it for most of the season like it shows the difference in what a good head coach and a good system and all that can do so when you look at the Broncos and you go oh well why aren't they winning those games again there's a head coach situation in there and you look at the Raiders and you go well on paper they've they've improved since last season so surely that should make them a perennial playoff team no bad coaching is also affecting that so I feel like that's what a lot of this comes down to as well like at least that Pete Carroll Russell Wilson relationship in Seattle was obviously good and they won a Super Bowl together and should have won a second Super Bowl together as well and I feel like if you can't get yeah that, that's a that's a whole that's a whole other kettle of fish You'll, you'll lose uh you'll lose seahawks fans yeah crying very true very true i'll just i'll focus on the positives but no but that's what yeah. i mean I, I think that i think head coaching in this situation gets overlooked and i think it's you know as much as on paper teams could be fantastic this is why potentially bad teams on paper do so well and why potentially good teams on paper do so bad hey whoa whoa what are you saying what am I saying? You're the Cowboys this year, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm we're not. Saying, we're, not saying, we're saying we're about a the bad team doing well. I, all, no, okay, look, right, right. I get all that. All I'm going to say is Russell Wilson was brought in to be this dynamic, extend the play quarterback, and I, in my opinion, for the money they paid, well, for for everything they paid. He's not doing that, and no. that that I, I don't see see a quarterback like Russell Wilson. That, that 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 doesn't come down to coaching, does it? That's instinct. He's an in, like like you've got some quarterbacks which live in the pocket, you know, like um, Matt Ryan. Russell Wilson's never been that guy. Surely it goes off instinct. So that's where it kind of doesn't make sense for me why it's not really happened so far this season. I know you know you can overreact to these things, and we're only we're only on week six now, aren't we? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just surprised. I really, I, I thought he was a quarterback that you could literally sort of like plug and play, just stick him in any, and and he'll kind of get the job done. I mean, they have one, two out of three, uh, out of five, but I personally think he is a quarterback who, for what they paid, should still be getting the job done. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And and the prime example of that situation is going into this team. Who's the guy who's on the Seahawks now that? that replaced Russell Wilson, Geno Smith. Geno Smith through the first five weeks of the season has basically been playing at an MVP level and has played better than Russell Wilson has. I think Smith at the moment has what? 10 passing touchdowns? Russell Wilson has four, I believe. And are you paying yeah, Geno no. Smith 230 or, or however many millions of dollars? And it just, you know, it just goes to maybe you just can't get it done now. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe there's this. Well, that's this, the yeah. question, isn't it? That's what the question, the longer it goes on, the, the longer the, the, the question is going to be asked that, you know, have they like bought him past his prime? Yeah. And, and there's only, and you can't, uh, like you say, we can sit here and discuss and make all the excuses in the world and go, oh, you know, it's the O-line. Oh, it's the head coaching. And like, all I do in that situation is, Look, I look back to Patrick Mahomes in that game against the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Some of the plays he was making, where he was throwing basically whilst being horizontal to the floor, and he was throwing these yeah. incredible passes and making these plays, also with that foot injury he had in that process. Yes. And he was giving yeah. his team a chance. 
And those best players, those brilliant players, that's why Brady's been so good for so long, because you can be down 28-3 in the Super Bowl and go, hold on a minute, this game's not over. Like, those are what yeah. those good players do. But maybe you, Wilson just doesn't you, have that anymore. Yeah. yeah but, okay, just just, just quickly, going back, going back to the whole, um, the, the whole Russell Wilson thing. Can you imagine, right, so if the Denver season continues on its path as it's gone, it's very average... Can you imagine how it's going to feel? And because you'll know, you'll know. I'm going to say to me, you'll know exactly. I, I, off the top of my head, I don't know what Denver gave up to get Russell Wilson. You'll probably know this because oh, yeah. you're that guy a lot. Because that's <laughs> that's the kind of, well, exactly that's the kind of thing you pull out as a chat line. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so uh, so hey hey how you doing? Did you know that Denver uh, gave up uh, two first round picks and a, and a third for Russell Wilson? To be fair, the, yeah, the, 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 the it'll work for the, you. Yeah, the the NFL chat lines do wonders for me on Tinder. I have a ninety five percent unmatch rate, but those five percent are golden. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the five percent. So, you've got to work the numbers, Gavin. Got to work the numbers. So go on. And what did what did Denver give up for Russell Wilson? Right. So they gave up. Uh, I mean, uh, starting this off. They gave up Drew Locke. They traded Drew Locke over there. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that, no, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it was just okay. a straight yeah, trade. Well. It was just Wilson for Drew Locke. <laughs> no, I so they, they, they gave up Drew Locke. They gave up the tight end Noah Fant as well. Who has actually been playing pretty decent in Seattle. Like, hasn't been. They've kind of got a weird... Uh, with him and Will Disley and... Has he been, has he been playing <coughs> fantasy football? Uh, has he been playing himself? I haven't asked him, but if we get him on the show, I will ask him. I can't believe you didn't pick up the Fant pun. Oh, Play on words. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, pre- I'm going to have to end, end the episode here. <laughs> no, no, but no. Fanta- fant- fantastic. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've lowered the tone. Right, right. right. What, had to do was, right what, what did they? What did they give up? For right. So, so what? What they gave Let's up? Pretend for that never happened. Let's pretend that never happened. Yeah. The thing is, I'm not even going to edit any of this. This is all going in. <laughs> <laughs> no. So the Broncos. So they traded quarterback Drew Locke, obviously back up now to Geno Smith. Titan Noah Fant has been playing well, but you know, is isn't like a a a franchise changing player it's not like you're trading a travis kelsey or like a mark andrews or something defensive lineman shelby harris who i don't really know his season has been going then two first round picks so one in 2022 one in 2023 two second round picks as well um in 2022 and 2023 and then also a 2022 fifth round pick and in return the uh, broncos get wilson and then a fourth round pick next year you know that's that's the thing, isn't it? If the, if the season continues on this trend for the Broncos, I mean it might pick up, but if it continues on this trend for the Broncos and you get fans to the draft next year, it's just it's just a long term, isn't it? It's a long term repeated kick in the uh, nuts in the nads like that. Oh, but that's the thing. Oh, so 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 in, in this situation, so in this situation, the Seahawks this season points they've put up one hundred and twenty seven, Broncos points they've put up. 75 how, how how many wins does each team have both teams have two wins and three losses and immediately the um the the seahawks their defense hasn't been brilliant this year apart from their rookie Tariq Woolen, who's been playing fantastically but their defense hasn't been brilliant and they've been in the games that they've been playing they've been in all the games they've been playing so you look at that is that trade worth everything that happened for the broncos currently not i just yeah, say and, it might and, change and, later and, in and the Russell, season how, how, 
And Russell Wilson's what thirty three, is he? I guess uh, thirty three. I think, yeah. Yeah, like you know, it, it's it was a big trade. I mean, do you actually remember we were we, we were oh, like, yeah, um, well, were we? we? We were we were about to go on a boat across to um, <laughs> Statue of Liberty <laughs> when, York, came, yeah. when that came through. Yeah, and um, it, it, it was it was such a big trade, and yeah, it's so far it really hasn't paid off. I mean. You know, you, Russell Wilson's only going to get older. Injuries start to creep in as the players get older. But, you know, it's at the moment, uh, Seattle have definitely won on that trade. Yeah, 100%. And Seattle have got, you know, if, if Smith continues playing at this level throughout the whole season, maybe they go, you know what, one of those two first-round picks we're going to use on a quarterback, actually, we'll use one on someone else. We'll use one on a lineman. We'll use one on a, a, a fantastic first-round edge or something because we've got a quarterback. That's the thing you never know in this league. When players get a chance... You know they, that some players just come out of nowhere and suddenly play amazingly, and so in this situation, Ooh. maybe the the Seahawks that we thought this season were going to be terrible in a rebuild year. I mean, they're only two games behind in the NFC West. They've got the same same record as the Rams, Super Bowl winners from last year. They've got the same record as the Cardinals, who were in the playoffs last year as well. Forty nine is the two games ahead. So it's like you know, for for everything, everything that the Broncos gave up in that situation, the Seahawks claimed that to then just be winning the same amount of games anyway. Yeah, and, and the other thing as well is also what, what's amazing is that you did predict preseason it, it would be Geno Smith versus Cooper Rush for MVP. I, and, I did. And the way that's, I did. Yeah, I the way that's played you, out yeah. after five weeks is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you really I, do yeah. know your stuff. I, I did. I remember that was the first thing I said to you. I said, Gavin, I want to get you on the podcast week five because I've got and, a theory. And, and don't look at me like that. Listen to my theory. <laughs> <laughs> Put the bat down, Gavin, and just listen to my theory. <laughs> okay, right. So so right, going back going back to Thursday, right? So so um so so far, bit of a bit of a disaster, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So next who's next week? So next week you have the New Orleans Saints versus the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, I mean, again, it's not. I don't know. Is it one that really gets you super excited? It's. It, I mean, they're 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 fun teams. This. I mean, the Saints at quarterback have been a bit of a random team since Drew Brees mm. left, and they thought they had it with Jameis Winston last year when he had his eye surgery and then he was kind of playing ridiculously at the start of the season and then he obviously tore his ACL and went from there and then they kind of just threw Taysom Hill in and hope for the best but you know Taysom Hill isn't a starting caliber quarterback he's good in the role that he plays and then the mm. Cardinals are a hard team to figure out this season because they you know week one got absolutely destroyed by the Chiefs week two had that incredible comeback victory against the Raiders then you go into week three, they lose to the Rams, who haven't exactly been fantastic this season, have a kind of close edge out over the Panthers in week four. And then week five, they obviously made a couple of stupid decisions at the end of the game, but they were quite like well in there with the Eagles in terms of being nearly taking that to overtime. And, you know, they pushed the Eagles right to the end. And the Eagles have been the best team in the NFL, I'd say, so far this season. So the Cardinals are yeah, a hard team yeah, to figure out. And the, th and the thing is, when you look at this, it, it might be a case of, you know, saying this isn't like a marquee matchup or is that really... This might be the turning point for those two teams. Maybe this is the game where the Cardinals figure out who they are and who, what they're going to be for the rest of the season. It might also be the game where the Saints figure out who they are and what they're going to be for the rest of the season. So in terms of a narrative for the game, it could be quite a fun one. 
but it's, it's just you, you've got to hope. Oh. I mean, I think ba- based off the last two Thursday night football games, anywhere is up from here, unless the game goes nil nil to overtime, and then there's a field well, goal win at the end of overtime. There, there is that possibility. By the way, every time you say uh, fun, it's bring to shot. Oh, no, yeah. That was your first. Oh, that, yeah. that was your first. Going to yeah. be a going to be a fun one. To be fair, I got fu- I got I got forty one. minutes into this episode before I used my first in. fun. That's usually the episode doesn't even run to this point. It, it's, I mean, whilst I'm not saying, I mean, obviously there have been some really good games so far, but even when you look at the fact that the Cardinals are two and three, uh, the Saints are two and three. You know, uh, last week we had um, the Broncos two and three. It, it's it's quite a it's quite a hard league to. To predict this year, isn't it? I mean, like again, on uh, conversely, when you look at the NFC East, you got the Eagles are five and zero, Cowboys four and one, Giants are four and one. It, it's like there's some there's definitely some random looking results happening, and and like maybe teams that you thought were going to show good form aren't really showing good form. I you know I mean obviously it's a bigger discussion long long term to talk about who's actually going to win it this year. No, but, but I, th- I think it's a good maybe, point. Maybe, Maybe Thursdays are kind of almost showing exactly how the league is. It's it's not that it's flat, but it's it, everything's kind of like level playing. A team wins one week, loses the next week. Yeah, I, 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 no, a hundred percent. I think that's the thing with this season. I think especially coming off last season, where week in and week out we were we were getting some ridiculous finishes, close games, got to the playoffs. Last game of the season, you have Raiders versus Chargers that finishes on a last second field goal for the Raiders in overtime. Like That was just such a description for how the season was. And this season, you know, the Thursday night football games are kind of a re- representation of what's happening. Like, get, like yeah. we've, had, we've had some good games. We have had some really good games, but... It just seems like a lot of teams seem to be losing these close games. Like the Ravens, both their losses have come in close games. Also, you look at... Who else have we got here? We've got the the Raiders. Also, all games have been close when they've lost. The Bills, one loss was close. Like, there's just been a lot of lot of really close games that have not gone the ways of some teams. Like, there's quite easy... You look at some of these teams this year. There's some teams that could easily be 0-5, and but could also, in the same vein, so easily be five and zero, and I think that's yeah. the thing. Where, that that's what a Super Bowl team is, and that's what the the best teams are. The ones that in these situations can put everything together, and can put the coaching together, can put the offense together. They've got a leader and a quarterback on offense. They've got leaders on defense, and yeah, right now that just seems to be basically, the basically, Eagles, basically at the moment. But, but yeah. yeah, so I mean, if the only thing is, if if um if the Giants were um weren't four and one, I'd just be waiting for them right now at like one and four to just suddenly make a charge. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's the thing. The the Giants. That's, again. The, that's the kind of like 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 is it maybe 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 this is going to be one of those seasons because they're yeah okay yeah you've got the the Eagles um currently looking like the standout team but maybe this is going to be one of those seasons where a team in the second half of the season just. Just goes for goes on it, goes on a run. Um, maybe yeah. one for next week. Maybe one to discuss next week. Who's going to, you know, once or maybe one to discuss once we get to halfway through the season. Who's going to be the team that comes out of the pack? Yeah, and I think I think that's good. But like I always think of those situations, the best teams are the ones that have that run game and you know could wear defenses down over the course of a season. That's why the Titans have had so much success the last few years. Is mm. because you know when you get to you've just played. 15 weeks of football against the top competition in America and then all of a sudden you see Derek Henry running at you 
that's hard for defenses to keep going and like all the way into January and all the way through the season. So yeah, it's, it's a good point. Like I'm, I'm interested to see the second half of the season and, and what happens and you know, which ones of these teams are pretenders and which ones are contenders. I think, I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be fun to, it's to it's see. Be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch, but it's no, just the developments because, as you say, like five and zero can easily turn into a five and ten season where the 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 brakes come off and the team just derails. You, so you're, yeah. you're bringing it back to the Cowboys again. <laughs> yeah, you, but the, you, the Cowboys. You've got no I told you the Cowboys aren't five and zero. I keep telling you this. They, they, uh, Cooper rushes, and that's all I need. Yeah, to know. point taken. Point taken completely. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, whilst we whilst we're chatting across all these teams and everything that's going on, uh, maybe it's quite good to look at the games that we've got coming up on Sunday, and well, who our picks are for these games on Sunday, because in such a close season with such close games, you see see the matchups of the weekend, and a lot of these could so easily go one way or the other. So I think obviously you had the Bears versus the Commanders yesterday, which the Commanders won. Again, that could have been a game that went one way or the other. But Giants Ravens. So 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 week six. So so Giants versus Ravens. Who who's your pick for that game? And and tell me why in grave detail. You're you're gonna yeah you're the you're the detail. You're the stats guy. I'm the gut instinct guy. Okay, gut instinct then. Tell me gut instinct Ravens uh, because. because of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't, yeah. Got, I haven't got any more, any more on that. I, I, I can't, I can't accept that Giants are a four and one team. Um, I mean, honestly, well, obviously we were there, uh, and I, I, it's really weird when you're photographing the game. You don't, you almost can't really pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, but the fact that the Giants won against the Packers, having been down quite a... What were they down? 17-3? Oh, yeah, I think it was 17-3 um, at one it, point. It, None of us saw that coming. So that that would possibly play into the concept that the Giants shouldn't be written off in this game. Uh, I just find that, for me, for right or wrong, um, Lamar Jackson isn't a guy I'd ever bet against. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a good chart. I'm just having a look at because I think that I think the Ravens as well. Uh and I think the th- I think the thing is that's that's working in the Ravens' favour is that when you look at the 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 way the Giants play their offense, their offense runs through Barkley. Like Daniel Jones this year, I think he has three passing touchdowns. And so their offense isn't all about, you know, it's not a KC offense where you stretch the field and launch it to your wide receivers. And you've got the the Ravens rush defense, which is in the top 15 of the NFL. Their pass defense has not been great all season. It's been it's been really bad. But going against but that doesn't matter. No, because you're you're going <laughs> you're going against the Giants who aren't about that. And so I think that. I think that based off that and based off that that Ravens run defense and and the fact that they can focus on that and you're not going to get you you haven't got any real top receivers on the Giants who can you know week in and week yeah. out it changes start of the season their top receiver was Richie James their 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 best receiver in that last game was Darius Slayton so you haven't got that top guy who week in week out you're throwing to and so I just think that based off base of the Ravens pass defense which has been a bit suspect this season I think their rush defense is going to hold it out and hold Barkley down and the Ravens are going to pull that one out definitely 
Okay. Yeah. Colts Jags. I'll let you go first with the Colts Jags. Colts Jags. Colts Jags. I to be honest, like I, I know the last game, so this is being played is this one in yeah, so this one is in Indianapolis. I still think I think the Jags in this one. I think that the the Jags defense has been playing really well this season. And the Colts O line I feel that this season is gonna be won and lost on how the Colts O line plays. And I think the the Jaguars pass rush, you know, Trayvon Walker, the the first pick of the draft last year, has been playing really well this season. Then you've obviously got Josh Allen on the other side of that, who's also playing really well this season. So I just think as soon as you've got two edge rushers, you can pressure your quarterback. It, that against a good O line is a very positive thing and can make can it can give you the chance to win a game. But I think going against a bad O-line, which the Colts have at the moment and aren't playing well at all, I just think the Jaguars take it based off that. And that Jaguars offense has been pretty decent. So I think, you know, with that Jaguars offense being decent and the pressure that they get on defense, I'm going to go with the Jags for this one as well. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, just uh, to be different. No, um... I think they obviously held the Broncos to nine. Um, I'm gut. I go with gut. Matt Ryan. Right. Gut, gut's a good shout. Yeah. Gut, gut, gut's a gut's a good shout. I'm going. I'm going with the Colts. I haven't got any further analysis. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not you. Very true. This is this is why this works because you aren't me. <laughs> this why this works. This why this works. And also, if, if, also it keep, keeps it shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You, if you want to reel off any ten minute analysis of the games, just let me know. But we'll we'll be here for fifteen matchups. So welcome to the three so, hour NFL podcast. <laughs> so Brown, Browns Patriots. Browns right? Patriots. I mean, yeah. I I I honestly I struggled to call this one. There, what they're both two and three. Um, I'm gonna go Patriots. Um, okay, and I'm not sure why, <laughs> because because of the wonderful thing. I, I know. I honestly, I don't. I don't know. I don't know just, why. I'm just guts, go Patriots. Guts, I've got. I've guts. got. I've got. Yeah. Most right. Most of my answers will be based on gut. The Ravens is based on Lamar Jackson. The Colts is based on Matt Ryan. The Patriots, I don't even know why. I'm just going Patriots because I want to give a prediction and I'm not a fe- I'm not sitting on the fence. No, no. Yeah, every single game this weekend is going to be a draw. That's it. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> no, no, I, th- ah. I think I, I think the Patriots issue at the moment is their injuries. Like, I'm not, I, I don't even know who's going to play quarterback. Like, I know that Mac Jones obviously oh, got injured. Bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, so jo- Jones is... Jones is potentially not going to be cleared for the game. Brian Hoyer is their backup quarterback. I think he's injured at the moment as well. You've got Bailey Zappi, who I think was their sixth round pick, who's who's actually he, been playing. Is, he's not been playing is, too bad because they're st- they're still is he, is, Go on. Is he a ginger? Um, Can confirm he's is not it, a ginger, but he's also not he, playing on Thursday. So, oh. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah, remember, yeah, we we gave a lot of we we dedicated fifty minutes of this episode <laughs> to the the ginger analysis. <laughs> but, but no, so I, yeah, I, I think that's the thing. I always feel like when you get a new quarterback or like a rookie quarterback come in, or even a quarterback who hasn't been a starter in the NFL for a few years, I think that teams don't have any film on them and so they don't know how to defend them they don't know what they're going to do they don't know how quick their read coverage is they don't know if they're going to rush out the pocket in plays and so i think that 
based off that and the fact that at the moment the Patriots, Damian Harris, their starting running backs, I believe he's injured for this game. And Romandre Stevens is great. He had a really good game last week. But I think the Cleveland Browns' rush defense has been pretty good. And I also think at the moment, Nick Chubb's playing at such a ridiculous level that he's on pace for an absolutely historic season. And he's keeping up that pace. And I feel like part of the reason... Go on. I have just looked at the stats of the Browns uh, versus the Chargers. Um, And yeah, Chubb had quite a game, didn't he? Um, But also, I do remember seeing Brissick Quite a big guy, isn't he? He's, you know, like, like yeah. he's, he wouldn't describe he wouldn't describe him as mobile, but a couple of times he, I think it was against the Chargers, was it, or maybe the week before, where he broke out on a couple of runs. It was it was a sight to behold. Yeah, it yeah. really was. Yeah, um, no, he's, he's a bit. He's a big dude. My, I can't. I can't change my answer. No, that would be but, illegal. Um, that, yeah, look, it, it would. It would break so many laws. But but seeing Chubb. And and the, what you're describing with the uh, quarterback situation um, at the page, I'm learning basically during yeah. the podcast. Thanks yeah, to you, yeah. it's, it's an educational and, and podcast. That's, that's it, why I take it, it under on Spotify. To, to be honest, knowing you is, is an education. I, hey, I, but, I don't, uh, don't want to say I'm the Messiah, but it's been said before. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the Patriots just to be different because you're okay. going with the Browns. Yeah, I, I just think I think the thing is you've got a top running back in Nick Chubb who is playing at a top level this season. And I think the reason he's able to keep up that production is because they've got basically a starting level running back as his backup in Kareem Hunt. And so I think in the game, yeah. you've got a solid dude who can can spell him on those passing downs so that Chubb can just literally run it down the gut of a team. And again, yeah. the Patriots are another one of these teams of you don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or if they're going to go 2-15. and 15. Like there, There's too much uncertainty. There's too much uncertainty. Even if Mac Jones plays, if he can play that well. Like he threw three interceptions and zero touchdowns in his last game. There's still could potentially Zappi take it over his starter role, which might just be conjecture in the news. But even if that's What, from Mac Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of Mac you Jones. You see, honestly, you, you turn your back on this game for five minutes. Mac, <clears throat> Mac Jones, a year ago, Mac Jones was, was the kind of like the under the radar surprise hit wasn't he yeah he's just yeah he's i'd say two 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 touchdowns five interceptions this season that that's it in three games so it's not they're not fantastic numbers um they're not good numbers are they no no and so i i think they're basically not, they're, they're numbers worse than your timber hit ratio no nothing's worse than that <laughs> five percent i told you five percent that's all i need give me an inch and i'll huh? take a mile well, <laughs> but yeah, um, so, so it's your your um, Patriots are, are, are Browns in this situation, and I, I don't so we're think moving they're... on to moving on to the Saints Bengals. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you go first because yeah. I've got a great answer for this one. Okay, cool. Is it anything to do with the hair color of the starting Saints quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> and because the Bengals logo is orange. Shall we move on to the Steelers Bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone knows who we're going with for Saints. No, but um. Yeah, so Saints-Bengals, I, I think I'm going to go with the Bengals. They've been, it, each one of their losses has come on a last-second field goal. So they've been in every single game. Again, one of these teams that are 2-3 and three, but could easily be 5-0. and oh. I think they're slowly starting to put it together on offense, despite that O-line not being brilliant. And at the moment, I just don't think, I don't think, at least on a Sunday, Andy Dalton's good enough to, to win against the Bengals. On a Thursday, hey, jury's out. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Saints, right? Okay. And and I've got a good, I've got a good reason that's gonna surprise you. Okay. Andy Dalton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm actually, no, everything, this is I, going. everything 
I'm just saying it hadn't surprised you at all, did it? Sorry, um, sorry, just just to interrupt, just just to interrupt whilst we were chatting about that. You know you know who's the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders? What colour is Wentz's hair? Oh my oh no way. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I'm, I'm going to Google Matt Ryan. I'm going to Google Matt Ryan now and see if he's no, ginger. No, he's got red hair. Oh, damn it! He's got red hair. Um, um, right. No. So, uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the. Um, so that's actually insane. You've, you, you've stopped me in my tracks here. I know. Uh, I would have thought I'm, that I'm, us just talking utter gonna, nonsense uh, would actually be some solid analysis. I'm going to go with the Bengals, though. Okay. Yeah. I, I because... think. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again, I, I put um, oh, it's it's ridiculous. I've actually on on the spot forgotten the name of the quarterback of the Bengals. Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, I I would again. He's a quarterback that I find it hard to bet against, even even though the O line is letting him down a lot. Yeah, yeah. Again, you you watch his performance in the AFC Championship and the playoffs last year. Down what twenty to three, I think it was against the Chiefs at halftime. Makes some incredible yeah. scrambles as Samar brings it back and they win and go at the Super Bowl. When a player can do yeah. that, this is what we were talking about earlier about clutch players. When a player can do that, it's hard to bet yeah. against them. And you know, you can have and... all the analysis in the world, but when someone's that clutch, that's that was it. that was, his, was that was his comeback year as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the f- first time in history that a first overall pick, I think at quarterback or otherwise, has ever made the Super Bowl in only their second season. Yeah, and he's and and after he had the terrible injury in yeah. his first season. Yeah. I, I, incre- I mean honestly like a, a genuinely incredible story and 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 such a shame it didn't end in the way most neutrals wanted it to end. Yeah, and they came, they came so close to it as well, didn't they? Like, it's yeah. a good wholesome story that Matthew Stafford won, like, you know, being on the Lions for yeah. so many years. But when, yeah. when a guy's just got that comeback and has, and it has played at that level, like, it's quite a level of fearlessness to come back from an injury like that and then just go, yeah, I'm ready, let's do it, and that's it, and then just play at an MVP level the season after. Yeah, I, and for me personally, I just, I just couldn't stand Sean McVay winning a Super Bowl with that ridiculously clean beard that he's got. It's, oh, yeah. Or, or the, it, it, the not, 90s nothing, pop band hair. N- nothing infuriates me more than that perfectly trimmed stubble. That, oh, just to see him winning the Super Bowl with that stubble really cheapens the game, I think. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think so. We'll, we'll have to do analysis. Has <laughs> this just become a, a sporting hair podcast? <laughs> so, we, we've spoken more about the hair colours and, and the hair the styles of the players. So, so, next week, NFL styles. Next week, we'll pick our top 10 styles. And top, top 10 and top 10 worst styles of the NFL. That's the, there we go. As long as we keep combining every element, we've got the education Maybe. element, the sport element, that could be the Christmas special. Yeah. The Thanksgiving yeah. special with with the the, the hairstyles. The hair fails, the hairstyles and the hairstyles, the hair fails of the NFL. Yeah, and everyone will be ginger. <laughs> okay, move, move, moving on to a word that sounds like styles but isn't styles. Steelers versus Buccaneers. Bucks. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go Buccaneers. Yeah, I, th- I think um, Buc- Bucks are just the better team, aren't they? The better team. Yeah, Bucks, yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, the Steelers just haven't been good this season. Quarterback play, you know, they've got a rookie quarterback in there who is going to just get 
diced up by that Bucks defense. Brady's yeah. starting to get those wheels moving. You know, they're yeah. getting some healthy receivers back. I just think, yeah, you you, you can't go against the Bucks in this situation. So what about another another matchup of Falcons versus 49ers? Um, good game, this one on paper, isn't it? I I'd think say. so. I, I think so. Yeah. I think especially um, after the Falcons' performance against the... Uh, the Bucks last week, uh, and they were actually in that game. And and if it wasn't for that horrific pass, uh, horrific uh, rough in the passer call, they might have actually had a chance to win that game. And same with them against the uh, Rams earlier this season. So the Falcons are one of those underrated teams that I think is just going to sort of hover around five hundred for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's quite good, good good potential game this one. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Forty Niners. Yeah. Um. Because uh, my my reasoning being, I think they're better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, NFC Championship last year nearly went to the Super Bowl again for the second time with Garoppolo. Like, I think I'd I'd, I'd agree with you. I, and I think now that they've got Garoppolo in there, unfortunately for Trey Lance's injuries, but Garoppolo's shown that although he might not be the best best quarterback in the world, he could win games and he could make it to yeah. the Super Bowl and he can you know make it deep into the playoffs, like. So, yeah, Do you know, I, I was looking forward to you getting to the 49s because I knew you'd be able to give us the Garoppolo down on their team. Oh, that's that's nearly as fantastic as Noah Fant earlier. Look at that. Look at us. This, Look is at what us I, this is what I bring. This is what I bring. Yeah. Terrible puns. Terrible puns. That's that's all, we, that's all this show was missing. When I said that this show needed something fresh, terrow puns was all it is. <laughs> The Garoppolo down on the 49ers. Come on, man. That was good. That was good. That's just lost you all seven listeners. Yeah. <laughs> seven? <laughs> wow. You've just tripled my fan base. <laughs> all right. Moving right. on from Packers, that. So we're both at 49ers. Jets. Yeah. Both at 49ers. Packers. Yeah. Packers Jets. Packers Jets. That's mm. jealous. It, it, weird, weirdly, a, a trickier one to predict than you'd have thought. Yeah. Because um, the Packers... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, losing to the Giants last week, it could be a double, could be a New York double whammy, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like the the Jets are playing playing well this season. They're they're playing very well. I, I think off the back of that that comeback win in the last two minutes against the Browns, it just gave him a sort of real surgence. I mean, they put up forty points against the Dolphins last week. Like they're they're not sentences they're... you never thought you'd say. The Jets are playing well this season. I know, I know. And I, I, the thing is, I, I, towards the end of last year, Zach Wilson was playing really well. And Joe Flacco, for some reason, just came in and a tear-up at the start of this season, was playing mm. amazingly. But I do like Zach Wilson. And I think Zach Wilson's a good player. And I think now you've got his targets in Garrett Wilson, lots of Wilsons, um, and then Elijah Moore. And even Corey Davis, they've got that running game in Michael Carter. And then Brees Hall, you've got a lot of guys in there on an offense that are really good. And everyone knows how well they did in the draft this season in that first round and the players they got in that first round. Source Gardner, they got the, I can't remember the name of the defensive end, but they've they've, they've built a solid roster. And I think Robert Sala, the coach, is for real. So, you know what? In this situation, I think because of the clunkiness of the Packers and they just can't seem to finish games, mm. uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Jets. I'm saying the Jets. I'm 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 going with the Jets too. I, I I thought I'd let you give your thorough analysis, um, and and basically agree with you on this one. Excellent. I, I think I think the Jets. My my reason more more. I think with the issues with the Packers, to be honest, the Jets seem like a very solid side this year. The Packers, this, the consistency is not there. Yeah. 
something something's not happening. I mean, he obviously he's just missing his targets, isn't he? Like like as in as in um, Devonte Adams. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you it's such a, it's, a, it's a gaping hole, isn't it, in the offense? Well, you look. You look take you take it. You take a player like that out of out of your side, you're going to miss him. And you look at what you only have to look at the effects that Adams has has on that that Raiders offense since he's gone there to see the difference of what a player he is. There was a lot of people who said, oh, you know, he's going to go at the Raiders and he's going to be nowhere near as good because he hasn't got Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. And, you know, Rodgers is a big reason why he's so good. But now you're seeing that it might be flipped and it's the other way around that actually having Adams was a big reason why Rodgers was back-to-back MVP. So now he doesn't have that. And now, you know, Alan Lazard is his top guy to throw to. And then an aging, but still playing very well, Randall Cobb, like... You haven't got that yeah. straight up burner receiver or that straight up top guy you can throw to. Dolphins, Vikings. Dolphins, Vikings. Right. Good game. Good game on paper, no? I, I, this is a game this season I've played to watch. Is Tua back for the Dolphins? I don't think he's been cleared yet. He was back in he was back in practice last week, wasn't he? Throwing on the sidelines. Um, oh, no. He's, 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 a... he's, yeah, he's ruled out. He's ruled out. So the Dolphins. He's ruled and out. Teddy Bridgewater's ruled out as well. So they're starting their rookie, Skylar Thompson. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, obviously the Vikings four and one, aren't they? Uh, yeah. If I actually, if I look, I do, I do remember reading that uh, the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the, you, the, if the Vikings are an odd team, though, aren't they? Because I've seen people predict. I've, I've, I've seen podcast uh, uh, shows at, at the start of the year tipping them to to have a very good run this year, and they've got a lot of weapons, haven't they? But and, and, and this, again, this is often just my gut, but I don't know if Kirk Cousins convinces me that he can win a Super Bowl. No, no. He it, it, it does feel a lot like one of those guys that will play well and put up the numbers, but what won't ever take you past that point. I'd argue, I say, same with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he's always going to be that guy that gets you nearly there. Like, Kirk Cousins has think, played I in think... a few playoff games, but I don't think they're going to be the guys that ever get you over there. I think I think the difference between Garoppolo and Cousins is that, in some respects, either either Garoppolo or the team know his limitations. Yeah. yeah. Whereas whereas with Kirk Cousins, it feels like often there is this expectation that he is going to win you games, and I don't think he's got that in him. I just it's like almost they, I just want them to kind of like I almost want them to rewrite the. Um, We've got an email come through mid mid um float. Was it from um, Kirk Cousins? Yeah, it was from him. Yeah, he came in and said, "What are you saying about me?" <laughs> he, he, he's, a, he's an avid listener of the podcast. <laughs> Listening in live. Um, yeah, like almost you almost want him to just like dial down the playbook a bit more, you know? Like I mean, but obviously he has got some amazing weapons there. Um, Jeff Jeff Jefferson, Jefferson I would yeah, get his Jefferson, name wrong. Yeah. Jeff, it's Jefferson, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and he can hand it off to a pretty decent running back in uh, Cook. Um, I you'd have to go with the Vikings for this game, obviously, given the quarterback situation at the Dolphins, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, it, it shows that, especially with that Dolphins comeback against the Ravens early this season, having a having your top quarterback in there is is such a big difference. And, and so yeah. I just don't think that, you know, especially with Thompson being a rookie as well, he's not a guy who's he's gone around the block and, and, you know, has played. It's not like you're getting like a Dalton come in or you're getting like a, you know, yeah, an, an old well, starter um, coming or whatever. No, no, you're no. getting, yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick would have been the yeah. guy that would have come in for them before. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah very and, good point. And and it, he was always good to come in for the Dolphins and bail the bail. He did it for a lot of teams, didn't he? Come in, 
win a few games, sort of have this. It's, it's almost like the new manager bounce in football, isn't he? Yeah. Like come in and some something happens. This bizarre little Fitzpatrick sort of like, like um, boost uplift to a team, and obviously they haven't got that. I mean, you know, maybe they should drag him out for a game. There, there you go. If, yeah. uh, if anyone from the Dolphins is listening, which they surely yeah. are. <laughs> I assume so. Yeah, Kirk Cousins yeah, and Tua, top listeners. I only have two listeners, but it's them. <laughs> it's just two of, yeah. two of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, just listening in. Um, yeah, but I suppose, yeah, we just have to go Vikings because I think of Vikings. that situation. I also think, you know, there's another big difference between Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. The names. No, well, well, okay, there's two <laughs> There's two big differences between Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, and based off that, Garoppolo's bloody gorgeous. So for that reason, <laughs> I think Cousins needs a pick me up. I'm going Vikings Hold for this up. game. I've seen, I've, I've seen, I've seen Cousins close up. He's a decent looking guy. He is actually pretty decent looking. Really? Yeah, yeah, I got him. In, yeah. Oh I yeah, wanna, true. I upset him. I take everything back. He's emailed again. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> come on! Tell that guy I may not have Garoppolo's tan, but I'm still I've, got, I've still got a decent jawline. He, he does, he does. I got a nice slow motion shot of him pre-game or last week, and he also He's won got a that fantastic game, so. jawline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, 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 we'll, add, right. we'll add we'll, we'll add we'll add we'll add Garoppolo and Cousins to our. Uh, NFL uh, style podcast. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that this is going to be we'll pick this up later. We'll take a rain check on it. But actually, yeah, based off based off Kirk Cousins underrated jawline, I'm going with the Vikings in this game. <laughs> okay. Rams Panthers. Rams Panthers. Oh. I think just because I mean... I, I, I'm going to say just because Baker decides to fire most of his balls 30 yards over the top of his receiver's heads that I feel like the Rams are probably going to probably going to win this one you, you think that's a bad thing yeah <laughs> yeah, with, I mean, yeah. I've, 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 I've never played top level NFL but it doesn't sound like a good a good tactic yeah I don't know much about the sport but as far as from what I've been told <laughs> from what Kirk told overshooting me, your marks friends, by yeah. half the pitch isn't yeah. good yeah exactly so and I think the, the Rams aren't playing fantastically this season and I think they are missing a, a second solid receiver. I think, you know, you see the difference that OBJ and Von Miller made to those teams. Like when you've got teams double team in Von Miller and that gets Donald open. When you've got teams double or triple team in Donald, that gets Miller open. And I think that's the thing. They just don't have that star quality. And at the moment, all Matthew Stafford is doing is just throwing every single pass to Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup is a fantastic player, but that's not a sustainable offense. And so I think no. I think that's a big part of it. But I think also that the Rams have gone into this season maybe with a bit of complacency. And I think they came into this season thinking, right, we're going to just bowl over everyone, going to make the Super Bowl again, win it for two years in a row, and that'll be it. And I think they've kind of been shell-shocked, especially after that first week against the Bills where they absolutely rooted through them. And so at the moment, I think the Rams are kind of a bit, you know, Sitting on their laurels and doing their best, but but they're not sitting like... on their laurels. Yeah, they're, I not, could... they're not resting on their laurels. They're <laughs> sitting on their laurels. No, no, I, I'm a real trailblazer <laughs> when it comes to proverbs. You should know that. But 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 Tra- I th- <laughs> is that available on your other podcast? Trailblazing, trailblazing yeah. Uh, proverbs. Yeah, I've got an audio book coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, but, are you, you're going Rams. You're going Rams. Yeah, I think despite the fact I just completely roasted the whole team, yeah. I'm still going for the Rams. I, I was, I was yeah. confused then. I just I, think, I, yeah. I suppose you, we, it's it's like t- team has got deficiencies. However, they haven't got a quarterback launching it into another stadium. 
That's what you're saying. <laughs> Basically, it, it, so it, can it, I, can I, I wish say, you could make I'm... everything so succinct in terms of what I say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll summarise everything you say in very small, <laughs> concise. Right. Can I say, am I the only person that wishes, just wishes that Baker Mayfield would come good? Oh, no. Or, or I, am I, I, com- I my mind? I completely, I was hoping because... that he'd go to the Panthers, he'd have a resurgence, he'd yeah. dominate week in, week out. Like, it just. Because how can yeah. you not love his energy? Oh, like his enthusiasm for the guy, like, like you know, you remember those, like, the, those little periods where it's going well for him at the Browns, and they'd score a touchdown, and he'd literally run the length of the pitch to to celebrate. Yeah, and and that energy, and I and I love that about you know, like bearing in mind we get to see some of these guys firsthand. You know, like last week, Daniel Jones wins yeah. against the Packers and literally runs straight off the pitch. And, like look, and looked miserable in the process looked as well. Bored. He looks bored. Now, I understand they're all different human beings, but I want someone like Baker Mayfield to make it. So, Baker, if you are listening to this, could you please just sort it out, please, and become a star quarterback, please? Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. what we want. It, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's the, those guys that are going to build you up in that situation. Like, I feel like with any sport, you've got to celebrate the highs and then you've also got to understand the lows. And so in a situation where, you know, you're like with the Giants, you're four and one, you've just beaten the Packers, you've beaten them in another country as well, the the Packers first time ever being over to the UK and you beat them. Come have a bit of gumption about you. Just be like, you know what, like enjoy the moment. Like, and then after, you know, be professional after and then move on from that. But I remember even Tay Crowder, the the Giants defensive player, the middle linebacker, he came sprinting off and was like high-fiving people and looked like a child having the time of his life. And it's like, that's what you want. You want players who are going to play for each other, build that energy and then, you know, come off the field and celebrate those wins like that. And so, yeah, I'm completely yeah. the same with Baker. I imagine, you know, when there's a win, he's he's walking around and going, all right, we won because of you, we won because of you, this is what we did, yeah. this is what we did, and, yeah. and all but, that. Like, which is what I think a leader should do. I'm, I mean, the thing is, I'm not saying I ever imagine um, Eli or Peyton Manning being super hyped, right? But surely they had something about them, you yeah. know what I mean? To, to win the Super Bowl, they did. Like, they looked like very steady, eddy kind of guys, but they must have had something about them. Daniel Jones kind of looks a bit like that, but slightly more boring. Like, he, like he's like he had a sleeping tablet just before the end of the game, and he just sort of drifted off the pitch. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I want, I really, re- do you know what? I'm going to go Panthers. I'm going to go Panthers because I want this to be a game where Baker Mayfield does magic, and it happens. Okay. okay. Very, very nice. Very nice. Well, I mean, also at the moment, like with the Rams, the, the Rams' offense has been playing. Like the Panthers, J.C. Horn, their cornerback has had the least amount of yards against him in coverage. I was going to say season. that just now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did see. I, 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 I heard it in the, in the, in the build-up talking about Baker Mayfield. But yeah, I, th- I think in that situation, like you, you want in that situation if you've got a top corner to be covering covering your top player and um, really the Panthers mainly have to defend Cooper Cup there's not really a lot else going on with the Rams on offense at the moment like their running back room is still kind of a revolving door and and I think that you know there's there's a chance there's a chance the Panthers win this and their defense kind of clutches it and you hope that Baker has a fantastic game but yeah I'm still going to say the Rams pull this one out okay all yeah. right well yeah and then, well, we've, yeah, we've got four more games left I think we should save the Chiefs Bills the Chiefs Bills prediction till the last one because that's really probably the marquee match for the season. So okay, right. Let, let's, but, let's no, okay. Let's hammer it out. Yeah. Uh, let's hammer out the next the next three. Right. So Seahawks Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals. Gut. Right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seahawks. Gut. 
I like it. Wait, where is it? Hold on, hold on. Where is it being played? Lumenfield, yeah. Seahawks are playing at home, so I'm going Seahawks. You're going Seahawks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 going I'm going Cardinals. Um um the 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 um the bubble is gonna burst on uh I forgot his name for a minute actually there. The Seahawks. Gino. Gino, 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 Gino Smith. Smith. Gino yeah. Smith's gonna it's gonna it's gonna throw three interceptions. Okay. Um the bubble's gonna burst, um and Cooper Rush will become MVP. If Cooper Rush will become MVP in the Seahawks Cardinals game. <laughs> no MVP throughout the season, and okay. when they when they look back, it'll be this game, which is the one that, that blew it. For, but, uh, yeah, for some for some but, reason, the Seahawks Cardinals game was the turning point for Cooper Rush. Geno Smith has such a horror show, uh, and and yeah, the card. Yeah, come on, you could you could the Cardinals, you know. Nah, I mean, I'm, I'm no Cardinals I'm, fan, but Kyler Murray. I mean, I mean the the word Cardinals does begin with a C, just like the word Cowboys does. So maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, that that maybe that's Oh, maybe I, I, that's I wonder who you're picking for the Chargers Broncos game. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, uh, Chargers Broncos. Oh well, I mean, I'm gonna. Oh well, you're gonna have to go Chargers because yeah. because um, I mean maybe this would be one of the games where Russell Wilson steps up, but. Uh, yeah, I, um, I, I, th- I, th- I think in this situation, like I was saying about the Jags um, Colts game, I think when you've got is, is Joey Bosa injured or is he? Uh, I think he had a groin injury, didn't he? Actually, I'm not sure, but yeah. what I do know, I'm is asking you specifically. Justin Herbert is 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 quite a quite a player. Yeah, <clears throat> um, and. Yeah, it's it's crazy actually. Like this is when we were talking earlier about teams, no no team sort of standing out results wise. Mm-hmm. Like when when you see that that the charges are three and two, and you kind of think, how is it? How is a team with the players they've got lost two games? Yeah, yeah. You no, know that, yeah. that's like if, it's, it's, this is where American football can be a bit crazy. You just think they're too good to have only won three of their five games this season with with that guy at quarterback. Um, and and like you know, you've got uh, Eckler doing what he does. Is Mike is Mike Williams fit? Is yeah, fit Will, and, Williams and, has been has been playing well this season. I mean, Williams is always one of these guys that's like he'll he'll have one game where he goes off for 150 yards, and the next game he has one reception for seven yards. But so yeah, far, he's had a bit of consistency this season. The, the 150 yard game will be when he's playing me in the um, in the fantasy league. Yeah, know? yeah, he's been doing bits for me though, but, like, um, like, like like so far this Keenan season. Keenan Allen. Williams, you know, they, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Charges. Yeah, and I th- I'm not sure if is Keenan Allen playing this week. That's the thing is they've got a lot of depth at receiver on the um Charges anyway, but I'm not sure is Keenan Allen limited. So... Do I have to want? Do I have to answer Eagles v Cowboys? Um, well, I'm gonna presume you're gonna go with the Eagles, right? Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. As much. For, literally, having spent an hour or so talking about um Cooper Rush again. My... The the, the 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 bubble's gonna burst. I mean, this this could this could be the week where Smith where, where Smith and uh, Rush um, have a, have a, have have reality checks. Sit on their laurels. There you go. That that could that could, <laughs> that, could, that could be the headline. That could be the headline for you know like two two, two surprise factors of the season so far. It's like hit a wall, a reality check. The, yeah. the Eagles. The Eagles scare me. Like obviously NFC East, um, uh, the the I I genuinely mean this. I love you know me. I love New York. 
right, as a place. Mm-hmm. I love New York. I will accept the Giants winning, right? I'm not a massive lover of the of the Washington Commanders doing whatever, but quite often they're not really a threat. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, it was awful. Oh, the Eagles going 6-0, defeating the Cowboys. I can just see it happening. If only just to annoy me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Eagles. I just think I just think as for all for all jokes aside, when you play effectively the number one team in American football right now, you want all your best players. And I've I'm I've never said that Dak Prescott is worth the money. I don't think he's elite. I think, you know, what was he drafted in the third round? Was he a third third round, I think? Uh yeah, that sounds right. I think he was drafted in the third round for, that, for a reason. Fourth round. And I think he's done... No, he's fourth round. Yeah. He's done very well. I mean, obviously, there are other quarterbacks that have been drafted in the fourth round, done pretty well. Um, but I think he was drafted in the fourth round for a reason. I think his limitations are there. But I would still rather that Prescott was playing in a game like this. With our defence playing so well, sometimes like Dak Prescott has that ability to to break off a 15-yard run. I mean, obviously, I won't want to talk about that too much with the playoffs last year. But yeah. um, <laughs> still, still, yeah, still, that, still that crying. That that. close to home. Oh, I mean, yeah, being a Cowboys fan has been pretty brutal over the last 20 years because you've got the Romo uh, 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 field goal oh, um, yeah. snap hold. Did, did and, Des catch uh, it? Did Des catch it? And, uh, and well, yeah, you, you did Des catch it. You've got um, Aaron Rodgers doing miracles to get a, a pass out under incredible pressure, uh, which led to a game-winning field goal. Oh and yeah, I remember you, you... watching that game, like the Jared <laughs> oh, Cook reception on the sideline. Jared Cook, like, how Jared the Cook hell did yeah. this happen? Yeah, uh, it was uh, yeah, and, and then yeah, and then last season with the unbelievably like I, I don't think I've ever seen a team do what what they did in that situation where they simply just ran out of time. It yeah. was it was it was horrific. But I would still <laughs> I would still rather you had a player like that. Who has won big games in the past? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. love or love or love or hate Prescott, but in this game we haven't got him, and I think the Eagles are going to win that game. Yeah, yeah, no, I do, I'd agree. I, I, I don't think, I don't think the wheels come off. I think that Cooper still plays well. I think he's so conservative with the ball and you know doesn't doesn't turn it over and all that. So I don't think it's going to be an absolute walkover by the Eagles. And I think Micah Parsons is going to do a great job of keeping Jalen Hurts in the pocket as much as possible or getting him on the edge if um, Hurts does scramble out. But I just think that, you know, the Eagles are playing so well at the moment and they just seem they seem untouchable uh, in terms of what they're doing and how they're playing. And like I say, a lot of it is the, the ethos in terms of the whole actual uh, team and the coach and, you know, how, how the offense are playing, the defense are playing. Like, they did so well in the draft. They very much improved in the draft. They've obviously done well through the season. Hurts is playing well at an MVP level. I just think, yeah, I just think they're hard to stop, not just by the Cowboys, but just kind of by any team at the moment. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. But that brings us on to our final game, final game of the week, which is is going to be very, very good. Very, very good game. Always is a good game. Has been for the last three or four years with Allen versus Mahomes. You have the Chiefs versus the Bills. So who's your money on for this one? Who put money on this one? Uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's toss a coin, isn't it? Yeah. Is it, gonna be, is yeah. it, is it well, the question is, right, is it going to be another shootout? 
right? Is it, you know, you know, obviously everyone, everyone, unless you literally don't follow American football, everyone remembers the shootout. Mm-hmm. Ch- changed oh. the playoff rules um, for overtime. Ch- yeah, a, a game changed so the game. Changed the game. I mean, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Bills. I'm going to go Bills. Um, Josh Allen. I mean, obviously, to, 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 to kind of go, ah, I'm going to go Bills because of Josh Allen. <laughs> it kind of ignores that the Chiefs have a reasonably decent quarterback on their yeah. side. Uh, I'm going to go Bills. Um, and it could just be another one of those games where it comes down to... It would not come down to one play. It comes down to 20 plays over 19 plays. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to go for a bit of a an interesting stance. I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think the Bills are going to Ooh. come in angry, and I think they're going to dominate and win by something like three touchdowns. It's going to be like a 38 to Crikey. 20 score. I think they're just going to come in off that. That You saw the passion in Josh Allen after they lost to the Dolphins earlier this season. And he were like, what we were talking about earlier with leaders, leaders of a team. He just embodies yeah. every single thing you want in a leader and a quarterback for your team. He's playing at the level he's playing at right now. And I think based off the fact that they were knocked out of the playoffs by the Chiefs again last season and in such a horrible fashion, I think that the yeah. Bills are just going to come in and just be like, all right. You guys knocked us out. Well, this is who we are now, and just absolutely dominate the Chiefs. And I think it's going to just completely shock the NFL world and also shock the Chiefs. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go Bills win this, and I'm going to say the score is going to be let's go 38 20. 38 20. 38 20. See, what's interesting. really interesting about that, right, is that you're a stats guy, right? You, you, I would say you are a stats guy, you're a numbers guy, and you've gone effectively. Your prediction for this big game is quite is a, a very emotion based decision. Very emotion, I'm, and I'm really surprised. I think so. That's the thing. Like, I, I think as a, I, as, as a fan of the sport as well. But just I, I always love the thing I love about the NFL. I mean, there's many things I love, but the, one of the main things I love about the NFL is the well, narrative. Name, name four things you love. <laughs> name four things I love. about you or the NFL. Just, no, it's about anything. Just, <laughs> there are many things I I love. My name's Reeves, and there are many things I love. <laughs> just sits back with a with a cigar. <laughs> yeah, sitting there in my smoking jacket, on, in my week, leather chair. This week on the many things I love. I love leather-bound books in my apartment that smells of rich mahogany. I think that's the thing. One of the things I love about the NFL is the narratives that kind of happen over years. Like, you look at Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning and, you know, all the different things that have happened over the years with teams. And Chiefs versus Bills has been a narrative that's now built over the last few years because of the history. They trade wins, but the Chiefs always always get it in the playoffs and then last season the bills give them 13 seconds left and then they score within the 13 seconds and all that and i think at some points it comes down to the mindset of a team and with the way the bills are playing this season i just think they're going to go and go to the chiefs is it at home is it home for them or is it arrowhead so even more of a reason i think that the the bills are going to go into arrowheads and make a statement and they're going to say right yeah is it also perhaps just because you're a bitter Raiders fan and you want them to lose? I think I think there's a lot of emotion in your decision, if I'm being honest. No idea what you're going to change. About. That wraps everything up for this episode. I'm going I'm, I'm to change. I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm go Chiefs. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go Chiefs. You, 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 man, just, you. 
Yeah, just just to, you know, just because I can yeah. come on next week and be like, ah, you with your story, with your fant- fantasy story. Yeah, well, oh, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. We'll have to make a list of all the picks we've done of these because we've just kind of ripped them off and haven't actually noted them down. Because we, we've spoken yeah, we about can... a lot of... That, that's the thing, even just talking about the narratives aspect in this episode, we've brought up different narratives. We brought the Cooper Rush narrative up. You know, the Saints quarterback, what's going to happen with the Cardinals? Then talking about the Chiefs and Bills and their quarterbacks and picking all these games. Like, we've almost got narratives to work off that we started with now that moving forward into the season we can start chatting about like baker mayfield pops off and has a four passing touchdown game and they dominate the rams it's a beautiful thing about sport it's a beautiful thing about sport if if you just look at sport as numbers then you're not getting it that's that's the point yeah that's always been that's always been the point you've got to look at the stories you know and 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 that's when you really feel that's where you really feel the passion it's not just about the numbers Although the numbers are effectively the thing, but you know, when when you look at major historical moments in sport, you almost forget the numbers. You know what I mean? Like when when yeah. when you talk when when you talk about the shootout between between the Chiefs and the Bills last year, I don't remember the score. I don't either. I, don't, I just I don't remember either. the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just yeah. remember the most ridiculous story, and that that's that's the beautiful thing about sport, and that's why people like us like talking about it. Yeah, and that, and that's that's what which brings us to a nice nice close of this episode before we chat about a little music and a little album or song of the week. But that's what that's what's so good about us chatting now and chatting about this stuff is that not only do we come at it from a fan perspective and also you know working for the sport as well, but also as much as I know about the stats and you know about different parts of history, no matter what, just as a human, as a human who 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 goes through life with adversity when you watch adversity in sports and watch these stories happen and these teams overcome these you know these crazy things like the patriots coming back at the super bowl and winning against the falcons and like that game last year with the bills versus the chiefs like you just can't help but love it you can't help but love how sport is and the sa especially how the nfl is yeah, 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 and this is what you're going to get from us. Yeah, this is yeah. You get more, you get more than the numbers now. Yeah, yeah. This this was a this was a numbers podcast, but Gavin has he's shown me the way. He's shown me the light. <laughs> we do need those numbers, though, Reese. Never forget those numbers. Yeah, please listen. Please listen to this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, let's finish this off. So, what what you've been okay. listening to in the uh in the last week? Anything new? Anything fun? What? Uh, yeah, actually, I have, and it's it surprised me if I'm being honest. Um, <clears throat> I'm not actually no, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but um, Weezer. Um, I'm pretty sure Weezer last year brought out like an LP that had a bunch of songs, or maybe it's earlier this year, and then they kind of completed it. It's quite a big album that they dropped um, last week. I'm saying dropped like I'm like I'm one of the youth. Yeah, um, yeah, you are in your so heart. So it's like. It's like SZNZ Autumn. It's it's very bizarre move, sort of album title, but it's Weezer's latest. There's. I'm going to start with the worst song, which is um, the opposite of me, uh, which is absolutely terrible. Gotcha. But Run Raven Run, Blue Light Jazz are just just they're really really good pop rock songs and i've genuinely kind of like really enjoyed listening it's the first weezer album that i've listened to for a while that i've actually really liked a lot of songs and i can put them in the car when i'm walking i just want to take my mind off all the um 
all the stresses of life and yeah. just enjoy some some fun rock pop music so yeah yeah that's definitely my pick very nice very nice yeah i can't remember the last time i actually listened to a weezer song but i know it's it's good when you get a band from from your lifetime who you've listened to a lot when you were younger or over yeah. the years and they suddenly bring out something and you go hold on a minute this is actually incredible yeah well i mean obviously i, I mean like I say obviously i'm a massive rem fan but a lot of my musical inspirations are from the 90s yeah. so it's kind of funny that the first time i do this i should pick a new album by a band that made it big but first in the 90s but that's what i'm going with baby well, that, and that's what's good about music the the people that drop in and the new stuff you find and the uh the the old bands that bring back uh, or bring out new stuff that you really like so so yeah, no, very, very, very nice. I'll have to give that a listen myself and then give you a bit of a... Uh, I'll give you a play-by-play analysis of the album next week. Oh, yeah, also, slightly, obviously, everyone can be, well, most people will be very aware that uh, Blink-182 are coming up with a new yeah, album soon as well. Yeah, yeah, they've got a tour, so, haven't they, that they're doing next year? Tour, new album, like this. That's quite exciting. That is exciting music news. I, You know what I mean? It, it, it's a lot of pressure on it to be good, isn't it? Because it's been a while. Yeah, but the everyone's thing... excited, so it's like, please don't be a bust. The thing is, have you seen Blink One Eight Two live before? No, no, I have. Tom DeLonge isn't exactly—he's not Celine Dion. He doesn't rock on. You don't go see a Blink One Eight Two concert because Tom DeLonge's the best vocalist to to hit the world. They're just so much fun. And the thing is, yeah, they've all with the yeah, exactly with the with the things they've done and the things he's done since Blink One Eight Two and the fact that Blink One Eight Two continued afterwards and now they've reformed. I think it's just going to be a new, new kind of energetic. Like, oh man, I remember how good this used to be. Us three playing together and all that. And I think the crowds are just going to live off that vibe so well that yeah i think it's gonna be really good i saw i went to victoria's festival last month or the month before and editors were playing there and editors i've seen that's the second time i've seen them they've been really 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 good every time i've seen them but they brought out their new album recently which is called ebm and it's so there's some of the songs on it are a bit they're not great but their main singles kiss karma climb and then heart attack are really good. They're very like Depeche Mode sounding, especially Kiss and Karma Climb. You just feel like you've crawled into a time machine, gone back, and then just jumped straight into a Depeche Mode concert. They're quite long songs, but I, I've just those are the other. That's the other album and the other set of songs that I've had on repeat recently, and so I, I definitely okay, recommend. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Heart Attack is Heart Attack is the opening track. Yeah, um, I'll yeah, give yeah. it a go in a moment. As yeah, as 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 an album, it's good. I think the thing is sometimes you get the singles off of an album that are just so good that despite the rest of the album being good those singles are just so fantastic that they just take the take the cake of the album but the thing is if you listen to the album and you hate everything else but you just like those songs then you've gained three very very good songs that you're going to be listening to and and you'll really enjoy so i definitely recommend that that's ebm ebm by editors not the editors as some people think groovy Look at that. Well, I think that just about wraps this shindig up. So this was the, this was technically episode 19, but it's like the new wave episode 19. So this is the, the, the Gavin Reese file was chatting. Less, we'll take less stats, more utter nonsense. And also much longer episodes, about five, <laughs> five 600% longer episodes. I, I almost don't want to edit any of this down just to prove a point. Yeah.
You've got to. I, I've got to. I've got to, yeah. I, okay, I, 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 what I'll do is I'll put the episode online, but it will just be all of us talking about the ginger players. That'll be it. Literally, just, <laughs> just click, just click, just click all the times we mention ginger. <laughs> or redheads, gingers, anything. Right. Well, well I'll, I'll say I'll say it's been a pleasure being involved in, in my first. Thank you. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you. So if you guys want to listen to some more of this kind of stuff, we'll be releasing episodes hopefully every week. We haven't really spoken about that, but let's, let's say every week and we'll endeavour to do that. But follow the podcast on Twitter at ClutchdownPod and then on Instagram at ClutchdownPodcast and we'll see you again soon. Mold.